Thank you for tuning in to Forgiveness Fridays, where people openly share their raw and uncut forgiveness stories, which may be too detailed for young ears, so please listen with that understanding. We have chosen not to edit any of this content because forgiveness isn't edited. We're so glad you're joining us on this forgiveness journey, and remember, you too can be forgiven. know the Bible says, if you condemn others, you will be condemned. If you judge others, then you will be judged. Oh, but if you forgive, then you will be forgiven. Won't you come join us, hearing how forgiveness can heal, and remember that you too can be forgiven. A Forgiveness Story, shared by Ryan Roy. Hello, my name is Ryan Roy. I'm a believer in Christ. I'm a husband. I'm a father to two amazing young boys. And I was asked to create a story of forgiveness on this amazing app called Clubhouse. So here's my story of forgiveness, and I hope it helps someone out there. I hope that it touches someone out there, and ultimately I hope that someone out there finds the strength to truly forgive someone in their life so that they can move forward in their own power. I was abandoned by my father at age five. It was a a little bit before Christmas that year. I was telling my mother all of the toys that I wanted Santa to bring to her house. But I was also describing all of the toys that I wanted Santa to bring to dad's house. See, they had already been divorced for several years. I spent the weeks with my father and I spent the weekends with my mother. At that moment, as I was sharing my joy of being such a good kid that I deserved two Christmases, my mother shared with me that I would no longer be going back to my father's house, that I would be staying with her and I wouldn't see him again. I'm sure there was a pause. I'm sure there was some silence. But what I remember next is mom assuring me that Santa would bring all the toys to her house. I think that was mom's way of comforting me in that difficult time. I've done a little personal development around this, and someone once asked me, What did you do in that moment? I said I was strong for my mother. I don't think I reacted much. To which his response was, no five-year-old needs to bear the burden 
of being strong for their parents. It's supposed to be the other way around. He then asked me, how does that play out in the rest of my life? And I find that I am often strong for other people. Almost to a fault. Just like I was that five-year-old little boy. See, I grew up with a single mom. I was the baby of five. My brothers and sisters, without a father in their own life, struggled with their place in the world. They did things that, quite frankly, a five-year-old shouldn't see. Uh, whether it was drug use, drug abuse, having sex at a young age, and me being the youngest and mom being working really hard, I got to witness all of this at a very young age. You see, I grew up with a little bit of challenges. We were challenged financially. Mom had not many, but a few men come in and out of her life. We moved around a lot. There wasn't a lot of certainty or stability in my life. The only thing I was certain of is I wasn't going to live that way when I grew up. So I went through adolescence not really having a way. I knew I had to go to school. There wasn't aspirations to go to college. You see, my mom I knew was doing the best she could. But that didn't make the hurt any less. When she pulled the midnight shift. So that when I woke up in the morning, on Monday mornings there would be a $5 bill put underneath my bedroom door for lunch that week. I had to manage that money all week long. Not only that, when I came home from school, mom had already left for work. So I didn't see much of mom. And my siblings, as I described, were off doing all kinds of things that teenagers do. I had to fend for myself at a young age, and I'm okay with that. My mom raised us to be individuals and self-sufficient. She raised us to be independent. She raised us the way she felt she needed to do it all. I was fortunate enough to get a college scholarship. Nobody else had gone to college in my, in my family to play sports. I went off to school. I left that school. I decided to continue my college education. I worked really hard to pay for my classes, and I paid for myself graduating debt-free. I got my first job overlooking the city in a tall high-rise. My aspiration, my degree was in finance. I was going to be a financial advisor, and I was going to help people who didn't understand money make their money grow. I'm 23, 24 years old, and I have this overwhelming feeling of saying, wow, I want to know who my father is because he would be proud of me. See, every young man, every girl and boy, wants their father to be proud of them. And I was no different. 
I sought my father, but before I did that, I asked my mom, I'm going to meet my dad. I need to see him. I want him to be proud of me, which I'm sure hurt my mother in some way, right? As she had raised me all these years, she had taken care of me. She had done the sacrifice. She, even though time was limited, she used it wisely and imparted wisdom into me in our conversations. And here I am, a young man finding his way in the world, and I want my father to be proud of me. So I asked her, Mom, is there anything I need to know before I go see him? She said no. So I went to go see him, and I poured my heart out to a man that I had never really gotten to know. I shared with him my accolades, my accomplishments, and I had one question for him at the end of a four-hour conversation as he listened intently. And I said, why did you never reach out? Why did you not want to be a part of my life? And he responded, he says, I want to be respectful to your mother because she's obviously done an amazing job. And as much as I would love for you to be my son, and I always acted as if you were, I don't believe in my heart of hearts that you are. In that moment, I was strong once again. I don't know why, but I asked him if, if he would be willing to take a DNA test, and he said yes. The results came back six weeks later. And he was definitively not my father. To which I went back to mom very angry. See, I had been abandoned by my father at age five and near it. Now I'm 25 and I feel as though I've be, been betrayed by my mother. See, I went to her and I asked her, is there anything I need to know? And she allowed me to go pour my heart out to a man who is not my father, knowing he was not my father. As I shared the story and let her know I had scientific proof, DNA evidence that he was not my father, I asked, who is my father? She immediately gave me the answer, to which a lot of anger stirred up inside of me. She let me know who it was. She said that he always knew. She said that, you know, he would be open to having a conversation with me. I mustered up the courage four, maybe six weeks later, to finally call him, only to be told that this was all news to him, only to be told that, you know, he's been having a rough go of it, as he had just suffered, suffered a heart attack and a stroke recently. He was dealing with his own health issues, and this would not help them, and that he didn't want to have a relationship with him. So now I've been abandoned at five, at 25, betrayed by my mother and rejected by my biological father. When I mustered up the strength to ask my mother all kinds of questions, she never had an answer. She laid silent, which only grew my frustration greater, my anger deeper, and I buried myself like many men who have been struck in, in work. For the next 10 years, I struggled as a man to understand why I was abandoned, rejected, 
Why am I not worthy of these answers? Until I was about to become a father myself. I started doing some personal development. Because I knew I was about to become a father and I needed to be the best damn father I could be. I went to go seek myself and in a personal development camp where they exhausted us both mentally and physically, where we had no walls up, where we couldn't do it anymore. A man leading this group said to me, you must forgive your parents. See, he described generational curses. He says, you have to understand your mother, your father gave you the greatest gift they could ever give you, and that is life. After that, they owe you nothing because they were raised by people who were broken. And those people were raised by people who were broken. And those people raised people who were broken. And it's your opportunity through forgiveness to break the cycle. Rivers of tears ran down my face as I knew he was right. I decided when I was going to leave that event, just a 24 hours from then, that I was going to go meet the man who created me and forgive him for not wanting to be in my life, for not being in my life, and understanding that he was broken. I left. I went to my mom. I forgave her. Said, mom. None of this is your fault. And I forgive you. And I'm sorry that the last 10 years I've carried this anger, but no longer. I accept you wholly where you are. And I forgive you for any shortcomings you had. Because you also were raised and came from brokenness. I let her know to let my father know that I would be showing up very shortly on his doorstep. As I needed to meet the man who created me and forgive him. I remember when I got there, he says, I don't know why you're here. I said, I don't necessarily know either. I just want you to know that you're human. But you created me, and I thank you for that. For anywhere you didn't show up in my life, I forgive you for that too. I'm about to become a father. And I want to see who created me so that I can be whole. So thank you for allowing me this conversation. Four hours of getting to know my dad felt as though I'd known him for 40 years, even though I was only 35 years old. I saw myself in him. We laughed. A few tears happened. We hugged. I asked him if he wanted to be a part of my life, but more importantly, a part of my son's life who is about to be born in a few short weeks. And he once again said, I'm much older now. And it's been this way for a long time. I'd like to keep it that way. And respectfully, I've honored that for many years. But I thank him for that time. I thank him for allowing me to meet the man who created me. Because it filled a void in my heart that I needed at the time. And it made me be more whole for my own children. But it's only because I truly forgave him. Many years later, I gave myself to the Lord. He is my heavenly father. He is my perfect father. 
and because I was able to forgive my own father, I've been able to be a whole dad for my, for my boys now. And I was able to accept Jesus Christ into my life knowing that I don't deserve the forgiveness that he sent by sending his only son to hang on a cross so that we could be forgiven for our sins. But if he can do that for us, the very least we can do is honor Jesus by forgiving others who have hurt us here on earth. So please, think of that person that you want to mend that relationship and go forgive them. It's not easy, but take that step forward and call them and let them know that you, they are loved and they are forgiven. Thank you for listening to my story of forgiveness. The Forgiving.